This is the Root Student Ministry Podcast, where our mission is for middle school and high school students to establish strong roots in their relationship with Jesus by connecting in the body of believers, growing in their knowledge and faith, and going to serve the community and the world. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at CSM Roots. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this message. Hello, friends. We are in our third week of our series called I Wonder. So how many of you love a good origin story? Maybe the Marvel Cinematic Universe is where you go to when, when you want a good drama about, about how Spider-Man came to be. Or maybe you are more of a sports fan, so a 30 for 30 on ESPN is more your thing. Like the 30 for 30 on the Seattle Mariners. Oh. I love it. It was wonderful. Uh, The thing about origin stories is that they answer questions that have been left unanswered, and they connect the dots between things that didn't seem related. They become puzzle pieces of a bigger story. And so for the past couple of weeks, we have been talking about some of the questions that cause us to wonder, specifically how God and science relate to one another and how to live life with a sense of wonder and curiosity as we try to make sense of the world around us. As we wrap up this series, I want to start this week by getting out some building blocks. So I'm gonna take out these building blocks right here, these Jenga blocks. And the thing about stories is that some parts of them are more important than others. So uh, I'm thinking about my wife, Jordan. And uh, she's my wife, she actually taught last week. Um, And so I learned that there's sometimes when she is into stories, they're more important than other stories. And so she just got started watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it, she actually began with Spider-Man. And so the first movie that she ever watched was talking about how Iron Man had just died, and she was just totally lost. And was that like some kind of joke? Like she didn't know what was going on. She was just completely lost because Iron Man had died. And so she wondered if she started the movie in, in like the middle of a whole storyline, in the middle of everything, and just didn't even realize it. And this part of the story was crucial to the whole thing. It was foundational. Now, there are other parts that weren't, weren't there, like her, her missing out on some details surrounding a small side story. That didn't matter as much to her. But Iron Man dying, like that's important. And sorry if you haven't seen any of those yet, uh, but yeah, Iron Man dies. So what does this have to do with these blocks right here? So when you build a tower like I just did, there are certain parts that matter more to the structure than others. These pieces at the top, you can take them off with no problem. It's like, okay, no big deal. These pieces in the middle, okay, like I can pull this and it's, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, and you can maneuver them out and you'll be fine. But these bottom pieces, when you start to take these, these can get a little bit trickier because they're the foundation of the whole structure. So when you are building something, it's important to make sure that that what goes on the bottom is strong enough to hold everything else that is necessary in place. And in the same way, when it comes to our understanding of the world around us and when it comes to our faith and, and what matters to us, It has to be solid. Something has to be solid. And we want to make sure that the most important parts of the story are where they belong. 
So when there are parts that we encounter that might confuse us or not make a lot of sense, we can be sure that we have a foundation for the tower and the story that holds, a foundation that makes sense, a foundation that we can build our faith on. And the question that we need to ask ourselves as we come to the end of the series is, what foundation are you building your faith on? What holds up your faith? And I think for a lot of us, it's three, it's the, these three things. Number one, it's Bible stories. And here's what I mean by that. Our faith matters because the Bible tells us that we should. We believe in Jesus because we trust what the Bible says about him. Maybe we're inspired by stories like David or, and Goliath or Noah and his ark. And maybe we've heard these stories for as long as we can remember. So we just assume that we should believe them. And Bible stories make up a lot of the bottom layer of our tower here. Number two, other people's expectations. For others of us, if we were really honest, we'd admit that we're here because it's just what others people expect us to do, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. You may still be debating what you believe, but you know it's important to your mom or stepdad that you actually show up to church. So you show up for them and you've built your faith on the fact that other people say it is important and it's not worth creating conflict by leading your faith when you care so deeply about what they think. Or number three, tragedy or trauma in your life. Maybe the, maybe the foundation of your faith has some sort of tragedy or trauma where you felt like you needed God and it helped you through a really difficult time, but you've gotten through it. And now the more that you think about it, the more you wonder if maybe faith was something that worked for a time, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for you anymore. Maybe you feel like you've just outgrown it. So for a lot of you, you go through high school with a faith either built on, on the stories in the Bible, the traditions passed down by your family or circumstances that you've been through. And maybe that's worked for a long time for you. But here's the problem. What happens when that layer just doesn't hold up anymore? What happens when science bumps up against the stories that we read in the Bible or the faith that's been passed down to us from other people? What happens when that bottom layer just doesn't intersect with real life problems? If the building blocks of your faith are stories in the Bible or the fact that other people, maybe your whole family, believe what happens when that classmate or college professor or future boss, they challenge what you believe? If someone brings solid evidence to suggest that the stories that you believe are false or the, the, tradition, the traditional beliefs of the people closest to you are just outdated, will you hit a crisis in your faith? Will the entire tower crumble? I think the odds are that it's possible. I think this is why 50% to 80% of students walk away from their faith after high school because their bottom row of blocks wasn't strong enough to handle what life threw at them. And if someone can disprove your foundation, all the faith that you've been that you've built can just come crashing down. But here's the good news. It doesn't have to be this way. Science isn't the enemy, even though it sometimes asks questions our faith doesn't have answers for. That's okay. Like we can build our faith on a foundation that will stand up to any argument or evidence that science presents. Even better is that we can take what science says and not see it as a threat to the building blocks of our faith. 
We can build our faith on a foundation that has stood for 2,000 years and was actually intended to be the foundation of every Christian faith from the beginning. So what should the bottom block be? What is our foundation? So to find out, we have to look back in the time that something that happened that 2,000 years ago. And 2,000 years ago, Jesus, the guy of all Christianity, is based around, lived and then died by crucifixion on a Roman cross. He was killed for disrupting the systems and structures that the Roman and religious authorities had in place. He claimed to be God and, and then said that he, that he did things the religious leaders couldn't imagine God would say or do because Jesus lifted people that were normally just looked down upon and he included people nor, that were normally excluded. And he valued people that were typically looked over and passed by. And that wasn't how the world worked back then. And for the leaders who were used to having the power in the final say, they felt their position of power was threatened and Jesus had to be stopped. So they made a plan to arrest him, have him beaten and then killed. And the crazy thing about it is that Jesus didn't put up a fight. He went into Jerusalem when he knew that there were plots that were made to have him arrested and he didn't argue or defend his case. He didn't hurl insults at the soldiers or leaders falsely accusing him. He took it all on and then he died forgiving them in the process. And as the son of God, Jesus could have made it all just stop, but he didn't. Why? Jesus allowed himself to be put to death because as God's son, he was the perfect representation of what God was like. Being willing to die when he had done nothing wrong and then forgiving the people who did it to him showed us exactly what God is like. Love, compassion, mercy, forgiveness. So Jesus died on the cross and, and then was placed in a tomb. Even though it was a surprise that religious leaders were willing to kill him, his death itself wasn't a surprise. Every religious and political leader died eventually. But Jesus' story was different, which is what makes Christianity different. According to one of Jesus' close friends, Matthew, some women were heading to Jesus' tomb after his death, most likely to give him a proper burial following the crucifixion. Then Matthew tells us what happened next in Matthew 28, verse 2 through 6. It says, There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. And the guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Maybe you've gotten used to this story because you've heard it so much growing up. But try to imagine what it must have felt like for the women who were at the tomb. They had an angel show up and tell them that what happened with every other dead person wasn't true with Jesus. He didn't stay dead. He resurrected. And you don't have to be a scientific genius to know that things like this aren't supposed to happen, but it did. And since this event 2,000 years ago, the Christian faith has been built on the foundation of the resurrection. That's the most important building block. So I'm going to rebuild this brick tower, but with the foundation of the resurrection. So one of the most famous people of all time, famous Christians of all time, is Paul. And he said this in a letter to the church in Corinth. 
in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 14. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. In other words, without the resurrection, everything that we believe is pointless. Going from death to life is what gives us the point of what and why we believe. Paul didn't say that if, if earth wasn't made in six days, then our preaching is, is useless and so is your faith. If, and he didn't also say if Jonah wasn't swallowed by an actual fish, if Noah wasn't in actual, on an actual ark, if Adam and Eve didn't have a conversation with an actual snake, our faith would be pointless. He didn't say that because those aren't the building blocks of faith. Because whether science says that the earth was made in six days or six billion years ago, it doesn't really affect our faith at all because that isn't the point. What happened on a cross in the days following and what that event represents, that's what matters. So as you continue to prioritize the foundation of your faith, here's what I want you to do. Build your faith on what matters most. And so as you prioritize what matters most when it comes to your faith and your future, focus on the main thing. The bottom blocks of your faith shouldn't be an event. It should be the resurrection. So here's what's cool about this. Hundreds of people said that they saw Jesus with their own eyes and that he came back to life. There are multiple accounts of people who wrote about what they saw later. And Jesus' closest friends and even his brother James were tortured and maybe even killed, uh, and many were killed because they refused to deny that they saw the risen Jesus. Jesus started out as a humble nobody raised in a small town on the outskirts of the Roman Empire. And within a matter of a couple hundred years, the empire had fallen and the teaching of, teachings of Jesus had changed the world. Because even the people who don't believe Jesus is the Son of God are living in a world that he changed. Because of Jesus, people started to see the value of individual lives and not just people in power because of Jesus, the idea that there could be a good God who made a good world didn't seem like such a strange thought. Because of Jesus, history changed directions. That is the foundation. The first followers of Jesus who saw the crucifixion heard about the resurrection, then changed their lives and the culture that they lived in. As a result, they understood something. The resurrection was a real event that changed the world and the way that we see the world. It's a building block that when made into the foundation, it changes everything. We join a long line of people who place their faith in Jesus because of the resurrection. So let me ask again, what is the foundation of your faith? I want to challenge you to do two things with everything that we've talked about today. Number one, don't walk away from your faith unnecessarily. Maybe you've, been, maybe you've been wrestling with what we've been talking about and maybe there is a Bible story that has been passed down or a passed down belief that doesn't add up for you. Maybe you've learned something in science class that is really tough to argue with and you think it has the potential to just topple everything about you that, that you believe. If you build your faith on the resurrection, that doesn't have to be the case. You can ask questions, wrestle with scientific evidence, and still keep your faith in place. Number two, build your faith on what matters most. 
Your faith is in Jesus is based on something that he did 2,000 years ago with the evidence of hundreds of witnesses and, and friends who died defending what they saw. Not only that, you are living in a world that has been completely turned upside down because of Jesus. Culture shifted to reflect what Jesus said was true about people. Meaning that when you head into your future, your faith can stand on the foundation of the resurrection that changed the world, changed history, and changed individual lives, no matter what challenges science or anyone else presents to you. So when you build your faith on what matters most, you will build a faith that lasts. Science can't explain the, the person of Jesus, the life that he lived, and the resurrection that he pulled off, but that's what matters most. The questions, doubts, or uncertainties that you feel are safe here. If you are still unsure how science and faith go together, you're in the right place to have important conversations like this one. God can handle your doubts in the skepticism that science can sometimes raise. All I would ask is that you would give us a chance to talk with you about it. Maybe you're on the fence when it comes to faith. You're not sure that you believe at all of this. And, and maybe even because of something that you've learned in science class or in an article or from someone close to you. And if that's the case, it's okay. Please ask for help to process what you're thinking or wondering. Give us a chance to have a conversation with you as you process the foundation of your faith. So as we close this series, I want you to, to know this. God is a part of how everything works, all of it. God is not outside of it or, or threatened by it. Science gives us the opportunity to learn more about the God who is behind all of creation. You and I can have a faith in God and explore science and the world around us at, because we trust in Jesus who created the world and changed the world through his resurrection. So let me pray for you as we close. Father, I just thank you so much for uh, just the work that you did on the cross and also to prove that you have power over death by resurrecting from the grave. And God, that is our foundation. That is the truth. And so God, I just pray that we can trust you and that we can uh, trust in the resurrection, that that is the foundation to our faith. We love you and pray this in your name. Amen.